0: The following Mark's Daily Apple article was written by Mark Sisson and is narrated by Tina Lehman. The what, why, and how of dispositional mindfulness. It's okay to do the double take. Dispositional mindfulness. How's that? By now, most people have heard of mindfulness meditation. I've written a bit about it for the blog, Also noting that other forms of deep relaxation practice tend to work better for me. As quiet blocks of time devoted to emptying the mind and bringing awareness to your breath, as well as other body sensations, meditation can clear away conscious thought and let us rest in a deep calm, triggering the feel-good, health-promoting hormonal effects of the body's potent relaxation response. Research has shown regular practice for even just a couple of months literally changes the brain's structure and confers a whole host of health advantages. But what about the application of a mindful approach to everyday life, rather than a particular practice? What is dispositional mindfulness? Dispositional mindfulness, as researchers define it, is simply a keen awareness and attention to our thoughts and feelings in the present moment. Although different people would describe it in their own terms, it can feel like a thoughtful attunement with what's going on inside the parameters of your mind and body, a conscious, registering layer between yourself and your experience. For some people, it might feel like a sense of centeredness, of keeping one's energy inside fully in the present moment, With slow, self aware, deliberate consideration. The mindful processing of emotional and physical sensations in this way can steer, sometimes purposefully, sometimes imperceptibly, responses and choices. It isn't hard to see how being dispositionally mindful would have enhanced Grok's ability to survive. Being attuned to one's thoughts and feelings would have likely resulted in more successful social interactions more intuitive hunting or warfare decisions, and keener perception of the effects of many influential cues, such as weather shifts, food reactions, etc. And yet, the modern world we live in does about everything it can to dissuade us from this mindful approach. From the noise and visual overload that sinks us into a tunnel-like detachment to constant distraction and multitasking, our lives run too often on automatic pilot. Just what are we missing? The health benefits of dispositional mindfulness. Although it's a relatively new branch of meditation and mindfulness research, studies are already suggesting some significant associations for both physical and mental health. Study participants who scored high on the Self-Report Mindful Attention Awareness Scale, M-A-A-S, were healthier on four of the American Heart Association's seven cardiovascular indicators, smoking avoidance, physical activity, body mass index and belly fat, and fasting glucose, and on the overall cardiovascular health composite score. Interestingly, because the experiment was part of the ongoing New England Family Study, NEFS, researchers had documentation of which participants had been overweight in their childhoods. Participants who had been normal weight as children but became obese as adults scored low on the MAAS. Researchers speculate that dispositional mindfulness as a consistent temperature influences the decision-making process related to health-related choices. For example, the response to cravings or the decision to exercise. In terms of mental health, research suggests that dispositional mindfulness can ameliorate the physiological effects of psychological stress. And particularly for those people who are at risk for depression, it might be a hinge point. Subjects who had been tested for neuroticism six years prior underwent assessment for both depressive symptoms and dispositional mindfulness traits. In those who tested low or moderate for dispositional mindfulness, the correlation of neuroticism and depression was significantly higher. According to researchers, this kind of mindfulness can moderate the development of depression associated with neuroticism through the ability to describe and process inner experience. How to develop dispositional mindfulness Although some people are naturally wired toward this type of keen self-awareness and present focus, experts suggest it can be cultivated by anyone. The Mindful Attention Awareness Scale is in the public domain. You can find a link to it on today's blog post at MarksDailyApple.com and see how you fare. The questions reflect various forms of staying in the present moment, such as, I find myself preoccupied with the future or the past doing one thing at a time, such as I find myself listening to someone with one ear doing something else at the same time, and being in touch with your immediate feelings, such as I could be experiencing some emotion and not be conscious of it until sometime later. Take each and practice one of the behaviors also linked on today's post for a week to two weeks. Once you feel you've made significant progress, Take on the next one for the same amount of time, longer or shorter as need be. Establish check-in times at set intervals each day, using a phone or computer alarm perhaps, during which you write about how you've been practicing that week's mindful characteristic that day. Additionally, you can take up a meditative or relaxation practice, whether sitting or active, like walking meditation, yoga, tai chi, meditative dance, etc., that helps you intensively practice flow focus with the present moment. I'd argue that any activity which cultivates keen awareness of physical sensation or explores subtle emotional differentiation could potentially cultivate dispositional mindfulness if practiced regularly. The idea here isn't any particular skill, but subtle attunement. Since most of us in the modern culture are used to running on automatic, even making a regular commitment to deep self-care or slow living might help, and definitely won't hurt, any efforts here. For some people, honing a meditative mindset within exercise might be a possibility. For those of you who imagine you would still have issues coming down from your normal, stressful, distracted frame of mind, guess what? There's even a gadget now that helps gauge your breathing. And, you guessed it, is linked on MarksDailyApple.com in today's post. Breathing is a key indicator of stress level, and it offers feedback to your phone or other device to help you ameliorate the effects with suggestions like, Take a breath it might be the momentary mindfulness coach you need. While I haven't yet tried this tool, I'd be interested in hearing from any of you who have. Thanks for listening today. Have you taken the MAAS inventory? What elements of mindful or present living challenge you the most? Share your thoughts on dispositional mindfulness, meditative practices, or anything else under the primal sun. And have a great end to the week.